we are back here on Mining Stock Daily with some Thursday afternoon market commentary and a corporate update. Happy to be joined by Mars Cord, who is a CEO, President and CEO of Wallbridge Mining. Wallbridge trades on the TSX with the symbol WM. Uh, Mars, it's been a little bit since we've had you on the show, so it's nice to have you on and get a little bit of an update. Lots been happening, not only in the uh, by the drill bits that you have on the ground there, and lots of really nice results there, but also you have closed that private placement and uh, you are well financed, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, 2021 is looking good uh, today as we're speaking. Gold uh, is really moving. It seems like maybe uh, we should have a really nice last few months to get us into next year. You know, given the movement in the gold price and the amount of capital moving into the junior sector there, a lot of colleagues and their uh, market capitalizations today are moving. Uh, uh, does it feel like we're on a uh, new trend upwards? Yeah, it seems so. It seems so. I think a lot of the... Uh you know, when you have two or three fronts going at you, uh, with the election coming up, with the COVID, uh, I, I think uh, once this election is over, if, you know, within a few days or a few weeks, I think the market's going to realize that uh, all of the uh, all of the printing of the money is uh, going to now be coming up front and realize that the safe haven is still uh, the gold. And uh, the gold industry is going to, uh, I think, be seeing uh, in a different uh, in different light. So, so we're, we're very excited about the fact that gold price is going to be turning around in the last part of this year and into 2021. Uh, Mars, since the last time we spoke, you announced a 56 million dollar bot deal. You closed it at just over 63 and a half million dollars. And then you gave us an update uh, on your $112 million exploration and development programs for the remainder of this year and next year. Uh, you've got a lot to do and you've got the resources to do it. So give us an update and kind of a strategy of what Wallbridge will be doing uh, over the next couple of months as to put that money to use. Sure. So uh, I think it's, it's important for, for any uh, mining company or exploration company that is uh, in the process of delivering a maiden resource and also being able to bring that maiden resource to its future ultimate uh, stage, which would be a production, that we would be cognizant of the fact that, uh, you know, what, what is the current scenario and where we see things going in the, in the next few years. Today, we have demonstrated, you know, based on our drilling at Fenelon, that the Tabasco Cayenne zones that we've drilled them down to a thousand meters, mainly from surface drilling, has demonstrated that it's a, you know, it's a sizable deposit. And our intention is this year and next year to continue doing the infill drilling, as well as being able to expand that systematically along, you know, this, the typical 75 to 100 meter step outs that we've done. Uh, it is not that easy in order to get a resource uh, that is meaningful to be able to, number one, be able to be accurately drilling those at those spacing from surface down to depths of a thousand meters already. And we know that things in Abitibi don't stop at a thousand. We know that this deposit can go deeper. So, so as part of that sort of scenario, we've reviewed and, and uh, you know, with the board had realized that we need to have drilling platforms underground built. And the current funding that we have today allows us to be able to carry out our 100,000 meter program this year, uh, over 150,000 meter drilling program next year, but also start embarking on a, you know, developing the underground drilling platforms to, uh, to, to, to uh, drill the Area 51 and the Tabasco in a, 
in a more uh, closely spaced fashion down to a thousand meters, but also be able to drill them down to depths of 1500 meters. So, so that's basically the focus for the company. It's very interesting. So to, in order to set up those underground drilling platforms, how much work needs to go into, uh, I guess, you know, construction or development for access to begin building those platforms okay. so, underground? So as we are fortunate enough to have had, when we purchased the final lot, it already had a ramp uh, portal and, and, and an access to an underground. Through in the bulk sample in 2018 and 2019, we also developed that down to about 125 meter level and also developed an exploration drift underground. But that exploration drift in a, in a way that it was, it doesn't satisfy us to be able to drill the deposit down to a thousand meters. So, so, so the, the fortunate part is the fact that the infrastructure is there already. We just have to expand that to the depths that we need to. Uh, and, and the good thing about putting these, it serves two purposes. And, and, and again, most exploration companies uh, have done this and successfully done this, is that you put that infrastructure on the ground for this exploration purpose, but you also have in mind that that, ex that, that infrastructure sh should be able to support your envisioned production profile in the future. So, so this exploration uh, drilling platform that we're going to build is not just for exploration, so, so the money is not lost, it won't be a sunk cost, it's actually going to be used for future production scenarios, if and when we decide, you know, we, 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 we can put it into production. And how deep do you think these underground platforms might be for that rig, or rigs? So, so, so today we have two areas of focus, Area 51 and our Tabasco. So, so the one phase of that underground drilling platform is actually going to continue on the 125 meter level, but actually bringing that exploration development down to the, uh, to the southeast to be able to drill the Tabasco down to 1,000 meters comfortably and with closer space, as well as being able to actually get into these Area 51 veins and map them and sample them and take a real good look at these, these mineralizations. Which, Again, it just provides more de-risking of the project, if you may. The second phase of that would be actually bringing that development down to the 500 meter level. And that would allow us now to be able to look at the Tabasco in a more closely uh, uh, spaced down to 1500 meters. But again, being able to map these high grade Tabasco zones at 500 meter, which is basically where most of those high grade intersections have been, from about 400 meters down to 1,000 meters. So, so it has, again, two purposes. Number one is that you'd be able to set up platforms to bring the deposit down to, say, 1,500 meter level, but more importantly, also get in there and, and, and see the continuity of these, you know, these high-grade zones and everything else. Uh, you mentioned as you kind of push a strategy along, it needs to uh, be purposeful for two reasons, not only the exploration, but also for a potential... Uh, mine plan. So tell me, how are your exploration geologists and the people designing the drilling working with a mine engineer? This is always an ongoing conversation. Yes. You got a big smile on your face now. You know, tell me about you know two bulls kind of button heads there. You know, how is this yeah, working? Yeah. So so I myself, a mining engineer, was an operator of an you know underground mines. Uh, you know, so so I understand it. But we have a very good team of technical people, including about three mining engineers and about two or three mining technicians, as well as a slew of over 40 geologists and geology technicians. 
So, so obviously they work together with it, with that respect. For example, the bulk sample and the existing infrastructure was a four and a half meter wide ramp. Now, when you really look at the production down to a thousand meters from from the Tabasco Cayenne in the future production, that four four and a half meter doesn't allow the kind of trucks that you need to be able to transport that door where you where you're able to product produce that through a ramp access as you know infrastructure. So, so today this exploration drift or, or this this underground development that we're doing will be a larger uh, opening and larger tunnels going down underground in order to satisfy that sort of a production scenario that I was talking to you about uh, in the future. And also the current ramp that we have, we're probably going to widen that to the larger size to be able to to facilitate use of larger trucks for that kind of a production profile. I know the maiden resource estimate is projected to be released in the third quarter of next year. So, you know, you're still early stages, but this is a massive project. Uh, you have lots of resources to get this uh, estimate. Uh, it, you know, I think there's big expectations here. But you as a mine engineer, with your experience and just your know-how of, of you know, building mines and operating mines, are you kind of able to you you know creatively use your experience to see how this thing actually might operate one day? Sure, I mean uh, myself, uh, my VP of mining and projects. We've had together. We probably have over sixty years of mining experience and operatorship. Our board of directors has. We all have a very good idea of what that could be, but there are two. Two things that we need to do. Number one is that drilling of 75 meters space tall, two and a quarter inch holes. Uh, it's it, for us, and based on past experiences of other fails, if you may, in some of the projects without really mentioning those, you don't want to start talking about a production profile today without really having more confidence in that resource. And that's one of the reasons we're drilling infill drilling in between the currently spaced. 75 meter holes to be able to come up with that resource. But every one of us already has that vision of what that production profile looks like today. And I'm, I'm only talking about the underground portion of it. Obviously the surface portion with respect to whether we're gonna have a large open pit deposit, indications are that that is possible, but it requires a lot more drilling. Good example would be Detour uh, Lake. I mean, Placer Dome had already drilled over 400,000 meters. When Palangio purchased that from Placer, they, I think they drilled a little over 100,000 meters, and then Detour drilled another 500,000 meters. So, so it was over a million meters in order to come up with the initial resource that was a million and a half to the final resource that was really 20 million ounces. Osisco <laughs> is a good example of perhaps, I don't know the exact number, but they're probably in the million meter already to be able to bring that from whatever it was to currently four or five, six million in ounces. So, so the maiden resource typically is not as large as your ultimate resource, so long as you can demonstrate that it can be expanded and grow. And that's why our initial maiden resource is certainly going to be a meaningful underground resource and perhaps could have even a, a near surface open pitable type of a resource with it, which we don't know yet today because obviously we haven't started working, we're still drilling towards that. But mm -hmm. the, ultimately what you really need to demonstrate is that additional drilling on top of that could expand that resource. And, and potentially, if there is a surface, additional drilling could, could potentially enlarge that near-surface deposit if there is one. Okay. Uh, as you manage this company, tell me kind of about, we've got, it, it definitely feels like we have wind to our back with this gold market uh, 
things look bright in the future. But at all, do you feel uh, at all that uh, maybe the market, uh, you know, how much pressure is it for you and the team to really push this thing forward as fast as you can while the going is good, knowing that this is a cyclical market and uh, you never know when things might not be at $1,900 gold anymore? Every strategy needs to be reviewed once in a while. You always got to look back and see, hey, was it, is it still good? Does it still mean? Now, you don't do that every day, but you do it periodically to make sure that, that you're, you know, you're on the right track. Today, we see this project is a pretty large project. And we're only talking about the phenolon itself. And we're not talking about under, you know, the regional exploration that we currently own, about 900 square kilometer on this entire underexplored belt. But let's just talk about phenolon itself. Our current strategy is come up with a maiden resource in Q3 of next year. And depending on that resource and what the size of it is and what the size potential could be based on that, then we develop a plan whether we're going to carry it to the next level, which would be the economic study, or should we carry out drilling that for another period before before you come up with a larger update, if you may. Uh, so, so that kind of a strategy continues to be reviewed periodically with the board as well as our technical committees that we have within, you know, with the management and directors. Uh, so, so today, uh, we obviously see there's a good gold cycle. And as a result, we'd also applied for a production permit from our Gavro zone, which is really the high grade, but not as large as the large project, which we talk about the Tabasco and Area 51. So when those permits come, which, by the way, we've applied for it, so it's in the hands of the regulators and also requires, but, you know, IBAs with the First Nations, which we're currently working on. Once that is completed, that the production decision should be made based on the fact that if the gold prices continue to be at the levels they are or higher, it may be an alternative financing type of a solution for us to be able to use that production in order to fund a portion of the larger project. But again, at the end of the day, we have to decide when the prime permits come, whether that's suitable or not, because from the point of view of some investors, maybe that it might distract us from the larger project by doing a 30, 40, 50,000 ounce a year production out of out of the Gabros, whereas really the main focus should be on on the larger project that could be multiples of that. Yeah, well, you hate to put the cart before the horse, obviously, but with some project like this, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's very interesting to see how quickly uh, you can get this drilling done, get that maiden resource out. Can you put a PEA out shortly after that and really push this thing forward because uh you know there's a lot of optimism right now correct if you that's like. right yes. and i think more importantly is we we've announced that we're probably going to do about 10 to 15 percent of our drilling budget in 2021 towards regional explorations we know that there are other 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 properties of of merit along this belt one of them happens to be our martinier project and, and we know that we're going to look at it from an underground high-grade potential. We do know that around Fenelon with the acquisition of Balmoral, there's potential for us to be able to expand that into perhaps a more of a near-surface, bulk-mineable, open-pitable type deposit by, by, by drilling around that. So, so that 10 or 15% of the drilling will be focusing on those regional targets, if you may, in order to add potentially to the existing Fenelon or also have other type Fenelons discovered. Mars, thank you for your time. That was a great rundown of what's, uh, what your goals are and your strategy, strategies are, not only for the next couple of months, but also into 21. Uh, the future looks bright for you. So uh, keep up the good work, and we look forward to having you on uh, here You know, maybe next quarter or early 2021 to give us another update. Sounds good, Trevor. Thank you very much.
Yeah, that's Mars Cord. Uh, he's the CEO of Wallbridge Mining, which trades on the TSX with the symbol WM. 